2: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and
2: conditions 18 plus. So welcome to the show, my lovely dad. Oh, I didn't even do an intro for you. So for anyone that doesn't know, the reason I support Arsenal is because of him. He got me into this from birth. So hi, dad. Hello. Right. Take a deep breath. Everyone's here. Everyone's with you. So I'm going to talk to you. I want to to know things as well. First of all, how did you become a gooner?
0: Well, I was rehearsing that today in about 1954 when I was eight years of age. I think that was the year my dad took me to Highbury. Not to see Arsenal, but to see the Chelsea team that we were playing. So I quite like the feel of that. Anyway, um, it was a one-all draw. I can't remember who scored for Arsenal, but I know that was the score. And it was, oh, I like this. Anyway, at school after that, I'm talking to people about football. And I'm going to tell you the story of how I first went. Um, I was 13, although I'd been supporting the Gunners from a distance, not too far away, just somewhere in North London. And I wanted to go. And my mum said, no, you can't go, you can't go. So I got fed up with that. So one day, one warm summer's day, I think it was a September game, I said, I'm going around to see my friend Anthony. All right, okay, have a nice afternoon. I walked up to uh, get the bus stop where the 102 bus took me to East Frenchley I got a bus down to Holloway, a bus from Holloway down to um, Finsbury Park, down uh, not Seven Sisters Road. Yes, it is Seven Sisters Road, isn't it? Or the other side of it. And got off at Finsbury Park Station, and walked down and stood in the North Bank. I came home, no idea who we played, what the score was, but I came home and um, walked in a little bit hot and flustered. Oh, you were a long time. Did you have a good, nice afternoon. Yeah, thanks, Mum. See you later. Straight upstairs. Right, lovely. And then it started. Um, I managed to get to other games and eventually I said, look, I want to go to football with a friend of mine. You know him. Yeah. okay, you can start going. So, of course, I went. And then I wanted to buy a car and uh, that was a bit of a problem. But I, I got a part time job. I got some money in and I bought a car. And then I decided with a friend of mine, we wanted to go and see a game at Filbert Street, which as everybody who's watching this might remember, was Leicester City's old ground. My car had other ideas. It decided on the M1 to blow the big ends. So all I was worried about was, was, how are we going to get to the game? So I phoned up the AA from my phone box on the M1 somebody came and told me to a garage and I said look at the garage can you sort this for me please I need to get to Filbert Street can you get me there yeah we'll run you there with your friend so when we got there um the team were out just getting off the coach and Bob Wall was getting off and I remember I'd already spoken to him once in the past I don't know how I did I said excuse me Mr Wall I said I'm in trouble he said what's the matter I said my car's broken down it's in a Uh, I can't get it fixed today. I've got to go home, but I've got no money to get home. He said, you and your friend meet me outside here after the game. Well, we proceeded to lose the game. Can't remember the score, but we did. Got out there five minutes after the end of the game and waited. He came out, and good as his word, he came up to me. He said, right, he said, follow me. So I followed him straight onto the team coach. <laughs> uh, you better sit at the back. Yep. Thank you very much. Sat at the back with all the team. We were obviously a bit fed up, but they were having some food. Not that I was offered any. And um, they Sorry, got me Dad. somewhere.
2: Sorry, Dad. What year was this? 59. Oh, wow.
0: 1959. Think, on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. 59, 60, 61. No, it might have been a bit later than that, so 62 possibly, because that's when I got or 63, I got that car.
2: Okay. What car was it? Someone wants to know. Colin wants to know. Colin, it was a lusted A30.
0: Um A31. I'm sorry, the one with a small window at the back. Not not the big one. Okay, anyway, carry um, on about the coach. <laughs> and um. So anyway, so of course. I want to get some money from my parents to go and get the car during the week or when it's finished, to have it back again. No, 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 you're not. You haven't got any. You, we can't lend you the money because you can't pay us back. That's my mum and dad, right? Yeah. Okay. So the screaming and the shouting started from me to them, and I got chucked out the lounge. Um, I think my brother lent me the money or my grandmother lent me the money, but somebody lent me the money. So I phoned up the garage in Leicester and they said, look, it'll be ready on Friday afternoon. Have you got the money? I said, yes, I've got the money. Right. I said, how am I going to get from Leicester station to you? Um, we'll come and get you. All right, phone us from the station. So I went, I got up at stupid o'clock. <sighs> Got to East Finchley Station, got down on the northern line down to St Pancras, got on a train that in those days you didn't have to book it in advance, just bought a ticket and got there, got to Leicester, phoned up the garage, somebody came and got me, double quick, gave them a check, yes, a check. I get in the car with a new engine. Of course, I've got to drive at 30 miles an hour all the way back, haven't I? So I did that. I'm not going to blow a new engine for two or three hundred, four hundred pound, whatever it was. And would you believe I got back to Highbury for the home game? I got a parking space that I don't know how lucky I was, but I did very near the ground at about quarter to three, managed to get in at two minutes to three. And at five past three, I'm standing on the top of the North Bank.
2: Wow. So I
0: think we, we won that game. <laughs> I'm sure we won that game. Um Danny-
2: my friend Danny, Danny the GFP, thank you so much for joining and thank you for helping me out. Um, he said 9th of Feb 1963, Leicester 2-0, Leicester 2-Arsenal-0 or 31st of August 1963, Leicester City 7-Arsenal-2. Which one no, was it? It
0: was 2-0. So it was
2: 1963 February. Okay. Yes. Don't yes. try and read it, Dad, because I'll read it to you. Don't worry. Okay. Um, I don't want to lose you again. So um, – so Danny's my like statistician. We can ask Danny anything. He just comes up with everything. He's All brilliant right. like that. Um, okay, so was that was that your first ever Arsenal game?
0: Leicester City away. I wouldn't yeah. think so. No, no, no. It was no, no. The one I just told you about. I went on the bus. I'd gone to other games on the bus, and this time with my parents' knowledge. Um, sixty-two. I was. Oh, I saw loads of games. I stood in the in front of the paddock underneath the east end. I stood in, in the front of the west end. And I remember specifically getting a seat. I bought a seat in the lower west end as it used to be. We played Manchester United. And I saw George Best live. And he did a swerve around Frank McClintock and he buried it in Bob Wilson's right-hand post. And I remember Frank McClintock saying the next day that it was printed in the press. I knew what he was going to do. I couldn't stop him. It was absolute magic watching, watching that team of Best and Lauren Charlton and Quarland and uh, the rest of them, unfortunately for me being an Arsenal fan. Wow. However, however, that I progressed from there. I got a job and I thought, right, I'm on a season ticket. So I'm not sure if I went to the ground and asked for a season ticket or whether I phoned them up, but either way, I got a season ticket. And it was in block E. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was in block F to start with. And then I don't know who we played that particular season. I'm sorry to be wandering here, but I'm, everything's coming flooding back to me. And Can I just ask will...
2: you something, Dad? Are you talking about Highbury, block F? Yes,
0: Highbury. This is all Highbury. Of course. Right, yeah. I need to change hands. Can I move or will this phone go off?
2: I don't know. Just stay where you are. <laughs>
0: I'll end up. I'll
2: end. It, on, Dad, on. So I just want to ask you this is one question I wanted to know. Have you always sat in the East End?
0: No, I first sat in the West End, upper.
2: Really? Now, I didn't know that. What and made now, it-
0: now, I had a season ticket there. And because I list, lived, I don't know. I don't know why I switched to the East End, but I did so they said we've got one in block hero h seat 150 which may ring a bell with you amanda and i got that seat i sat in that seat for until the day that hybrid closed down which was 40 years something 50 i can't remember 40 years so uh, uh, 42 43 years i believe so in which case um as you came to join me eventually after sitting in front of me for a a few seasons, Mm. that was my home um, of Arsenal, of being with Arsenal, of watching Arsenal, and of never missing a home game, regardless of what your mother wanted me to do on a weekend.
2: (laughs) Dad, a couple of people are asking, Carl and um, Jackie, how much was your first season ticket? (sighs)
0: Oh dear dear that's a question.
2: All right come I'll come back to that Have a think I about can't it. I
0: really I really couldn't answer it honestly I don't no I do not remember. I remember it was the book you put you tore the ticket out of and that was all.
2: Yeah, I remember those books. Um, okay let's just go on to a little bit of the actual team, the club managers, stuff like that. A couple of questions I want to ask you. Who was your favorite manager? To date. To date? To date. From 60s to date.
0: I might upset a few people and say George Graham.
2: I knew you were going to say that. I don't think you'll upset the older ones. <laughs> Maybe the younger ones, but there's a few quite older ones in this one today. Um, I know I, I, I agree but Wenger comes a very close second, doesn't he? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, let, let's just go back to when I started with you, about when I was 11, 79, 80. You took me when I was four, didn't you?
0: Uh, you went a bit earlier than that. You went at three, I think, and I carried you in over the turnstile. Oh,
2: three. I told everyone it was four. Okay. Um, you took me over at three or four years of age. Um and then I've <laughs> been a Goona girl ever since. But I I remember going to the 80s where we used to slow hand clap, where we had Terry Neal, where we had Don Howe. The youth of today, the Goona youth of today have no idea that we have to wait sometimes for trophies and success. Now, all through my school years, 80 to 85, are you okay? Can you hear me okay?
0: I, I'm putting the phone nearer me, so I'm looking elsewhere. Okay, can yes, just, I can hear.
2: Dad, just put the phone a bit further away. That's fine. Yeah, can I, you, I can. You can hear. You can hear, yeah? Yes, yes. Um. What? what I'm, yes, right. So we had Don Howe, Terry Neal, George Graham came in, didn't he? he and did. he changed everything. And the first ever... Live final I went to was Charlie Nicholas, Liverpool, League Cup, April 87. Yeah. Yes. But let's just go back to what you've been to. Okay. I want, I know that you've been at 1971, Tottenham. Yes. Yep. 78, 79, 80 Cup finals. Yes. And did you go abroad in 80?
0: Yes. I went to Brussels. Um, which was, I believe, the Heysel Stadium, which was the scene five years later of uh, the tragedy with Liverpool and Juventus. I think it was that one. Uh, Yes, we lost on on penalties to, um, who was it? Our Spanish team. Um,
2: Valencia, wasn't it Valencia? That's the one. Yeah, So I I remember you going as a young child. I didn't go to those. Then we, let's just let me list it for everybody. Um, Then we went. Then I started coming with you, was 87. Then we lost to Luton in 88.
0: <laughs> remind me. Please yes. remind me. Yeah.
2: Anyway, um, 89 at Anfield, which we'll go into in a moment. We were together. Yep. Yep. Um, you I mean, there's so many, and then obviously Wenger coming in, and then we had the doubles and loads of cup finals, and you know, the only place we weren't at was when we won the league at Old Trafford. We weren't there, were we?
0: No, because we gone to Cardiff on the Saturday, and I I couldn't go up yeah. to Manchester on the Thursday. You couldn't, so I don't know whether you remember. You uh, obviously, sorry, you still live with us. Um, you and Darren and me and uh, your late uncle Stanley, and your cousin Barry, were all there. Um, and I had. Champagne ready in the kitchen. I must have had a feeling. There so, was about seven or eight of us sitting there. And when that goal went in, you know, your mother thought the world had come to an end because we erupted in the lounge.
2: OK, so I just want to go. So we have been at all. The, I I mean, you went to Copenhagen. I wasn't yes. there. But yes. we went 2006 to the Champions League finals. Um, my yes. first ever European away game, and we lose to Barcelona. Um, out of all of that, what was your best game?
0: Uh, I would imagine May the twenty sixth, nineteen eighty nine.
2: Now, why does that beat seventy one Spurs?
0: Well, when we went to Spurs, we just had to win the game. We didn't have to win it by two clear goals. We weren't playing away at a top, top team at the time. They were, they, 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 they'd won the double 10 years earlier and they were doing everything they could to stop us winning. Fair enough. We would have done the same. But 89 was a complete different situation. Liverpool were a top team. I know they'd had a terrible tragedy. Uh, for which I'd never forgotten uh, um, eight weeks earlier. Yeah. And that's why the game was pushed back to the last game of the season. We had to go there, as you know, to win by two clear goals. And as you know, I had a little feeling, a gut feeling, we were going to do it.
2: Really? I don't remember that. (laughs) Did you? I'll tell you what I do remember, Dad, uh, and we'll do an 89 special because Alan Smith has promised to come back and yeah. uh, we'll get you fixed on your computer so we don't have any backwards <laughs> and forwards on your head. Um, Hopefully. Um, I remember Mickey Thomas missing that chance and I said to you, Dad, should we go? And you said, "We are. we never, ever leave early. If it wasn't Correct. for you... I would never have forgiven myself for missing Mickey Thomas score the best goal ever for us to, to abs- take,
0: abs- absolutely um,
2: absolutely the 2-0.
0: <laughs> if, and if that had been the days of Sky rather than just ITV, instead of them going off the air just after we got the cup, Sky would have been on the air for two two hours and it'd have been well worth recording and watching. However, I would like to tell the um Fellow Gooners, uh, a little story you may remember, I told you, but uh, apart from us appreciating and clapping the Liverpool fans when they held up this sheet that said this is for the 96 who are no longer with us, and I must admit I had in my eyes. As we left, going up the stairs behind us, um, we were going up the stairs very orderly and there was a line of Liverpool policemen on the back row, all with their big sticks. They weren't threatening us, we weren't threatening them. We were going up there and singing and shouting, and they were laughed, they were okay, they were fine. And on the end of the row, or the beginning of the row, as we got up the stairs, there was a police woman.
2: Yeah, and I story. thought oh.
0: <laughs> and I thought, hello, you look nice. So I just went up to her. and said, excuse me, do you mind if I kiss you? She said, No, I'm very happy, I'm an Evertonian. <laughs>
2: I remember that. I, don't, I do remember that, but I thought that was in Stanley Park. See, my memory is not so good. But let, let's move on from that because we could talk about 89 every night. Yeah. Um, let, let's just go back to around 70s, 60s, 70s maybe. What, the one player that you regret ever leaving Arsenal, Who? I've got an idea, I think, of who you're going to say, but who is your most favourite player that left the club? In those
0: those days?
2: Yeah, 60s, 70s. Let's go for that. Chippy. I thought you were going to say that. Was you devastated?
0: Of course. We knew that he was going to Italy. We were all devastated. The club couldn't stop him. And he didn't want to leave. Um, He wanted to stay, but we couldn't offer him what he could have got at uh, Juventus. And he went and uh, we didn't see him playing for us again, apart from the fact he came back and he worked as a coach for the kids and he, he, he looked after the academy for a few years. But that wasn't the same as playing for us.
2: Um, Liam Brady was my dad's favourite player of all time from Extreme RKO. And he also said that his favourite player was Ian Wright. Andy Love has said Charlie George. You know, we all have our little favourites. I knew you were going to say Chippy Brady. Um, He was phenomenal, wasn't he? He was just absolutely phenomenal.
0: I I saw his first game against who, what, why, when, I don't know, but I saw it because I've never missed a home game. He was, as you say, phenomenal. And he was... Very, very special on a football field. He was loved by the Republic of Ireland supporters, apart from the Arsenal fans. And he—he he was just a magician.
2: Mm. Did anyone compare over the years to Chippy, like through Wenger, uh, Graham Wenger era?
0: It's possible, but I don't remember whether they did or not. It was, um, comparisons were made between this team and that team and this individual and that individual. But I don't remember who did or said what at the time.
2: Who was your favourite player in the 70s?
0: Um... There's a lot to choose from there. There was Charlie, there was George Stroller, um, there was John Rafford, there was Ray Kennedy, but I'm going to go for Frank McClintock.
2: Yeah, the captain.
0: What's a player, and I've had the pleasure of meeting him, of talking to him for half an hour when he came off the training pitch at QPR about a year after he left us. And let's just say he didn't want to leave Arsenal.
2: So I thought one of your favourite players was Geordie Armstrong.
0: Well, I was going to come to Geordie as a very, very, very close second.
2: <laughs>
0: he was a wonderful, wonderful player on the wing. He flew up and down that wing. He never stopped. He played as though his heart depended on it. And as though the club depended on it. And <laughs> he was it was absolutely magnificent. You could tell Arsenal Football Club was in his blood and it was there for, for, well, all his life until, unfortunately, he was taken when he shouldn't have been. Now, I'm going to tell you a little story about me and him. Um... I think this was, he was, he was working as a coach for the third team and it was the beginning of the season. And, um, I said to your mother, I said, uh, I want to go out and watch an Arsenal game. Do you mind if I go up to London? Calmly? No, you go. It was a hot morning. And I mean a hot Saturday morning because I've gone out in shorts and sandals. So I've got into Colney without a problem, and I've gone up to a pitch where they're limbering up, the kids and everything, and I'm standing there on the touchline, and it's hot. It's beautiful, but hot. Suddenly, to my right side, a voice says, morning, is Geordie Armstrong standing there. He said, "Uh, how are you? I said, fine. I said, oh, pleasure to see you. He said, "Um, you come to see the kids? I said, yes, I have and i was a little bit taken aback because you didn't expect that in any day. but he was quite happy to talk and he he said to me that player's going to be good and this player's going to be good i don't remember any names and he was very um very friendly very nice during the game he left me obviously because he was coaching the kids but at the end of the game when i was still there he came up to me and said Do you enjoy excuse me he said did you enjoy that and I said, uh, yes, I did. I said, it's very nice to, um, to talk to you. Excuse me a minute. I must just, uh, from my Arsenal mug, <laughs> I'll show you, see? <laughs> uh, and um, he was so friendly, so nice. And like everybody else, I was majorly shocked when he passed away. Sad. He was a very, very special man in my eyes. And um, I know his daughters on Twitter and occasionally we speak and uh, love to have the pleasure of meeting her one day. But he was a lovely man. And I have to say that every minute he's running up and down the wing in front of me, I, I couldn't believe how fast he was and how long during the game he ran for seemed like the 94 95 minutes if we ran into that sort of time then
2: well Steph Steph my little Steph hi Steph my dad's favorite ever Arsenal player was Geordie Armstrong he's definitely uh, definitely a fan's favorite and also what I feel about him was he summed up the Arsenal didn't he the class everything about the 70s team was the Arsenal um that's just lovely actually So we come into the 80s a little bit more now, Dad. Yeah. Um, Although Graham Brooks has said, my best 11 of the 70s was Jennings, Rice, McClintock, O'Leary-Nelson, Talbot, Ball, Armstrong, Brady, McDonald, Stapleton. What a team. (laughs) Thank you, Graham. What a team. Um, Just move slightly into the 80s and me started coming with you. And... As, as we're going to approach the 80s, we've got a little special guest that's actually going to come on, Dad, and say hello. So I'm just going to add him to the stream, and I want everyone to welcome Mr. Kevin Campbell. Oh,
0: Kevin.
1: Mr. Mr. Kelvin, <laughs> how are you, sir?
0: Well, first of all, Ke- Kevin, super Kevin, man, I wish you a happy birthday.
1: Yep. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: And it's a pleasure to have you on with me because I remember you scoring at Highbury, um, obviously in various different games, not just there, but in other games away from home. And I was disappointed when you left to join Everton.
1: Well, do you know what, Kelvin? What I will say is that that was the end of a regime. Remember, George Graham had been sacked. Stuart Houston was, was the manager at the time and it was the end of it was the end of the era of that squad and um you know they they'd been obviously rocky had, had gone by then mickey thomas yes. had gone by then so it was really the breakup of that squad obviously some stayed after but you know i was uh, i was a casualty of bruce Riok, potentially because once i met him i knew he wouldn't last so um, he was only there for 10 months, and then Wenger came in, didn't he, and, uh, and changed everything. So, you know, I miss I miss Mr. Wenger by probably a year, but never mind. Right.
2: So, how, everybody needs to know that Kevin is the same age of, as of me today. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. KC. Have Thanks. you had a great day?
1: Thanks, PG. I've had an absolute wonderful day. I mean, they're still going, obviously. Yeah. Um just You're going make, out
2: soon, aren't you? Yeah,
1: I'll be going out, but well, Man United, uh, uh, Middlesbrough equalised at Man United, right? Oh, really? One-one <laughs> there now, so mine and uh, you know I'm in Manchester, so my night could get even better. Get to, <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? I'm telling you.
2: Especially as we're not playing. Oh, so exactly, there's no stresses we, there.
0: Exactly. Sp- we got. I speak. I speak very highly of Chris Wilder.
2: Do you? He's a, he's a he's a good
1: manager. He's a good yes. manager. But you know it's Man United at Old Trafford. So FA Cup. Wouldn't it be great if Borough could do it? Oh,
2: my! Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. You would have a
2: great night.
1: Are oh you going my to O'Shea's? Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, I'm to yeah. just walk down the road there. Yeah. Oh, it's so lovely.
2: Kev, this is like old days. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> Except so you, I'm in charge. It's so know, weird.
1: So look, you're at the 80s. Which which part, yes. where are you on to now?
2: We are um we were just discussing, uh, we've done the 70s team. And as I just spoke about the 80s, you turned up. Right. So dad and I were just going to, I was just going to ask dad about his, you know, the Terry Neil Don Howe days that I used to sit there and do me slow hand clap. Um, Dad then said, we we asked him, Kev, who his favourite manager was of all time. And he said, George Graham. <laughs> he said he's going to surprise a few people, but he hasn't surprised many people.
1: Can, can I just say, I think you know. I know why. I think I know why George Graham was your favourite manager, um, Kelvin. Yeah. Because although we had some decent players at, at, in the 80s, early 80s, we weren't really a team. And that lock down the road, if we're honest, were better than us. Yes. They had a more prestigious team oh, yeah. and they were they were better than us. They were. Yes. Yes. And everything was kind of going pear-shaped until George Graham turned up. Then once George Graham turned up, you started to see everything change. So I'll leave the rest to you. Obviously, you're gonna you're gonna speak about. Terry Neal and Don Howe, which is great. And obviously I met, I was a schoolboy at the time going to London Coney and I used used to be around these guys and, and mm. really good men. Don Howe, obviously coach, absolutely brilliant. I thought Terry Neal was a good manager but getting over the line, we needed something a little bit different didn't we,
0: Kelvin? Dad? Yes?
2: <laughs> Answer? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, we, I, look, when George <laughs> did what George did by getting rid of some of the players who really didn't want to play for Arsenal Football Club, and we saw the team, you were part of the squad. Obviously, uh, Razor came in, um, Lukic to start with, and he built a team, he built a squad like we are seeing today he didn't stand any nonsense
1: mm-hmm.
0: mm. and that and that was what was good because if you stand nonsense as has been very recently players take advantage of the club of yourselves and it doesn't get you anywhere now George was you know, the stories we've heard over the years from obviously Ray and one or two other people, what he was like, what he did, how he treated players, how he found them. And that showed a discipline mm-hmm. that Arsenal Football Club had been badly lacking for a long, long time.
1: I agree. I agree, especially especially, Kelvin, when you want to be the best. If you look at the best teams, The best teams have discipline, real discipline in what they do, in how they play, etc. And to win, you have to have discipline. And you know what? This is what I will say to to PG, you were there. Kelvin, you were there. For some of the people in in chat who, who probably weren't around or don't understand what George Graham done, let me just tell you one move that he made. George Graham changed Viv Anderson, who was the England right-back, and Kenny Sansom, who was the England left-back. Left-back, yeah. And brought in Nigel Winterburn and Mm. Lee Dixon to play fullbacks. Lee Dixon from Stoke, Nigel Winterburn from Wimbledon. How many managers would get away with that?
2: No.
0: Because he was made of, well, I hate to say it, but made of Scottish steel. He knew thing, he knew what it needed, didn't he?
2: Yeah, but Kev, is this not replicating what's going on right now at our club?
1: I <laughs> I, I see the comparison so much. And you know what? I I don't want to say too much about this feels like George Graham because I, I think I don't think it's right to compare the two, although I see similar things going on. You sign players who want to play for the badge. People were having to go at Ramsdale and Tommy Asu and Ben White and you know you you can name all the players, sign all these players, and they were like, "Oh, are these players, Arsenal." Oh, so we were we were laughing stock. Arsenal spent hundred and fifty million, and none of them don't make one. Well, mm-hmm. do you know what they're taking notice now? People mm-hmm. aren't they? So,
2: and and but the thing is, it feels like some, and not all, but some of the fan base are up in arms. Like, God forbid he disciplines a player. I mean, we can talk about Bammyang in a moment, but God forbid it. it honestly. But if we went back, Kev, to the 80s and we had social media.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, the Arsenal Ooh, fan base, is... The Arsenal fan base
0: now wouldn't know what's hit them.
1: <laughs> they, they wouldn't know what's hit them.
2: Amanda.
0: Just... Amanda. Yes, Dad. I've got you on my laptop.
2: Okay. All right. I, Come I... off the phone and I'll add you on the laptop. Hang on. Bless I'll just him. remove him because God knows what's going on. So oh, it's just me him. and you, Kev. Oh, bless him. <laughs> Thank God you're here. <laughs> no,
1: PG, you're right. You are right. There are some fans, I think some fans follow the player before the club. Yeah. And I, you never do that, I never do that. It's the club before any player. No matter how good they are, because yep. the club is the one constant. But we do know fans, fans like the players, and fans don't like players to be disciplined for some for whatever reason. And I think we're lucky that we've lived through the disciplinarian type times that we see how much of a difference it makes.
2: But but I don't want to live through a time where it's not disciplined. You know, you look at Wenger's last many years mm. where these players got away with God knows what. And I just felt, I feel, I, I don't understand why he's getting so much criticism. I understand some of the performances haven't been good. January, pff, we didn't win. It was a dry January, that's for sure. But I just feel sometimes that he's kicked so many times and and there's such division. You either want him out or you want him in. You, i I criticise him when he does something wrong. Mm. But I praise him when he does something right, or you know, the players are doing well. I just I just find it all a little bit strange. And you know, before the eighty-nine final, Kev, when we mm. oh, I never get this right, did we lose to Derby and draw to Wimbledon or the other way around? Whatever it yeah, was. lost
1: to Derby and drew to Wimbledon. Right.
2: Social media would have gone into meltdown.
1: Meltdown. Beyond
2: meltdown, because I, I did. I went on the radio and I said, Blown We're it. never gonna win this. <laughs> yeah. Never gonna win this, and I just felt that um, it, I, I don't get it. I really don't. He's trying to bring the club back. He's got a he's got a process. People aren't happy with it. They're not. He's not been given time. You know, people go. He's got loads of time. He's had COVID. He, he, he's had no pre-season. Look, we've said this so many times, Kev. You know, you've got to give him a chance. We've got to give him till May at least before anything. You know, it happens there. I'm trying to bring my dad back, but I don't know where he is. If I'm yeah. honest, I just, I'm so sorry. So, um,
1: I'll tell you this. I I I particularly think that the Arsenal fan base, there's a frustration among the Arsenal fan base because we've been used to being up there. It's a long time ago now, but we want to get back on a perch. Yeah. We don't like seeing Spurs finish above us and, we, we you know, us being in eighth position, you know... Nobody likes that. We don't like to be an also-ran. We want to be in the mix-up. Absolutely. If we want to be in the mix-up come the end of the seasons, we need a team that's going to have to have discipline and going to have to be able to fight for that badge on the shirt.
2: What do we do about discipline with Xhaka? Because we need him in midfield because, as you know, the squad's pretty light now with Mm -hmm. that transfer window. We can't trust him.
1: No, (laughs) you can't trust him. Listen... It's um, Russian Roulette, PG. It's Russian Roulette right now because that guy, he could be brilliant on a day.
2: Yeah.
1: And then he could go and do something stupid and get sent off and cost you. So w- we just don't know. We don't know what we're going to get with Jacker. What we got to do is, <laughs> it's a little bit of that, spin the gun and, and, and pull the trigger a little bit. we just got to take a chance. We've got to take yep. our chances. Get to the summer and then... That's when the pressure really is on Arsenal to make the moves that we need to make.
2: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think my dad's coming back on, brilliant. but everyone bear with him. Hold on. Dad, put the phone down. You're on the computer.
1: Pull the screen down a little bit, Kelvin. I'm right, yep. Yeah. Pull the screen
0: forward.
2: Just the screen at the top. That's it, perfect.
0: That's, yeah, perfect. brilliant.
2: Can you hear us?
0: I'm exhausted, but I can hear you. Right, put this <laughs> bit up a
2: little bit, Dad. That's just that little bit by your mouth. We'll get you there.
0: Wait, <laughs> wait. Where, where, where's the tea and biscuits? Yes.
2: Right. Now, <laughs> this is much better, and we wish we had this at the beginning. But now, right, so we it's... were just talking about Arteta, but I just want to go back to a few things. Dad, what is the worst game you've ever seen Arsenal play? It doesn't matter what era, what is the worst one that really affected you terribly? Swindon. What year? Oh,
0: 68 or 69. I've heard about this. Oh, my God. We played on a, a horse a pitch at Wembley where they'd had the horse of the year jumping show the day before. Yes, Kevin, you're nodding. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> and Bobby's Gould got us back in the game. It was 1-0 with five minutes to go, 10 minutes to go down to Swindon. And it was like playing on, in fact, Hackney Marshes is better than that was. And we were struggling big time. And then Bobby Gould, bless him, got us back in, 1-1. And then we let two goals in. Don Rogers, uh, I remember, never forget Brian Moore saying on the commentary, which I had recorded when I was at Wembley. And he said, that is that, which I didn't obviously like to hear after I got home. And I can't remember who scored their second one, but let's just say we
2: were awful. (coughs) Okay, so my worst game, I think that I've been with you, was, well, one of them. There's been many, but I think one of the worst ones. Actually, there's two. I've just remembered the other one. One Tottenham. The semi-final when Gaza scored against Seaman. I I actually cried. I've never cried at a match. For I literally had a tear come down because. Where, do you remember where we were sitting at Wembley? He just literally went in front of us the free kick, oh, and yeah. Seaman slipped or so whatever yes. happened. He did but, slip. He said so, yeah. But the other one, Dad, was the Birmingham League Cup final. But I can't remember oh, what was, year was uh, that, Kev? Oh, Daniel, tell us what year that
0: was. Manda, that was the year after I had a little problem health wise. It was 2011 at the new oh. Wembley. New yeah. Wembley, yeah. and it was messed up in goal by um, was it Kuchelny? And uh, the goalkeeper who's now with Juventus. Oh, that wasn't him, was it? He? he wasn't the goalkeeper, was he? You remember Kevin
2: Al- Almunia? No, who was it?
0: No, it wasn't.
1: Uh, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't the lad who's at um Juventus. No chance. Who was it?
2: What the goalkeeper for Birmingham or for Arsenal?
1: No, for, for Arsenal because even Cashoni messed up, didn't they? And the lad went through and scored. I think
2: it might yes. have been Almunia. I thought it was Al Munia. I think it might be Chesney. 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 Someone's just told us. That Thank is you, the, Nigel.
0: That plum. Is Chesney is the guy. At, at was it
1: Oh God, jeez.
2: That is God. the guy at Juventus. And that night, Kev, I had to go to a do straight from Wembley, dressed as I was, with hundreds of Spurs fans. I've ne- and I'm, I'm a very big social person, as you know. I'm a social butterfly. I love going out. I swear I had the biggest cob on, on my face the whole night. I just could I just wanted to go home. Cause not only I could not own, get over the game. I had to be with Spurs fans as well. So oh, it God. was awful. That's I one of my you, worst.
0: Amanda, I could tell you about functions I've been to with Spurs fans, where it went the other way. Because I used to let your mother go to functions without me when your auntie, your late auntie Esther and late Uncle Stanley picked her up. I'm sitting there watching the first half of the game and they said, we'll see you at the function. Yeah, okay, get out, bye. Thank you. There was the League Cup replay at Tottenham when Quinny got us an equaliser. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: there was there was other other games when Arsenal were on and I couldn't... Um... I was
2: there when Quinny got the equaliser, wasn't I? Do you remember I said to you at half time they came out on the tannoy and yeah. said, where to get your final tickets? And final I remember tickets. turning around to my yeah. cousin uh, and, and saying, I'll... did you hear that? I you know, that's disgraceful. They're just I, assuming that we're I, not going to win, like I, like get a goal back. I didn't hear that because I'm. You weren't I'm there. ITV
0: on the adverts. So of course, oh, I'm yeah, sitting. Yeah. I'm sitting there in my tuxedo, um <laughs> swearing blue murder because there's no one in the house except me. Your mother's gone, and then of course we have got this replay again. And I've got got gone. I've driven into the function. that... It, You lost, didn't you? You lost. I said, No, we didn't. We got a draw. We're going to get you in the replay. We did.
2: You went to the replay, didn't you? I didn't go to that, I don't think. I can't remember. Uh,
1: That was the midweek, wasn't
0: it? That was the midweek. Did
2: did. Did I? Neil
0: Allison and Rocky.
2: Yeah, but I don't remember that. And And where I remember so many games. I don't remember remember the late Dennis Fallins, man. He sat with us. Yes, yes, yes. Dad. Okay. You're so funny.
1: Right, to your memory. He's I know, to your I know.
2: Memory. But I want to just talk because the one final I wasn't at. Kev, were you at Copenhagen 94?
1: Was I there? I was yeah, on the pitch.
2: Oh no, no, sorry, not Copenhagen. <laughs>
1: of course he was. <laughs> what were you talking about? I was
2: on the pitch. I you know, know you were. And you know, sorry, just to, just because you know how my brain goes. Alan Smith was on this show a couple of weeks ago. We Smudge. were talking about that. And yeah. Smith and Smudges said how hard you worked. He said you did not stop the whole yes. night.
1: Because they had, if you remember, they had two really good fullbacks, um, international fullbacks who used to bomb on all the time. And that's why he played me on the right and Merce on the left. We had to track them. So yes, we ended that's... up kind of playing fullbacks, but it worked. We we, we rolled our luck a little bit. And w- do you know what? When you look at our team that day, Ian Selly, Paul Davis, yes. we, you know, no righty.
0: We had it was a depleted midfield, but we got the job done. It right, he got another yellow card in the semi final, and he PSG. couldn't play in Copenhagen, yeah. but he was there. Yeah. And Dave Seaman, bless him, that wonderful, wonderful goalkeeper, who we love and adore. He played with bru- damaged ribs, with bandaged up, didn't he? He
1: had three. He had, he had I think, two or three injections in uh, his in I, his in his ribs, and two or I, three brilliant saves. Yeah, I had. Three injections in my in my toe. Did wow. you? I mean, we, yeah, we were we were patched up. We were patched up as a team. John Jensen was injured. He'd done his hamstring. He couldn't play. Martin Keown couldn't play. He was injured. We were depleted. I think Paul Dicker had just come back from loan. Paul Dicker got a
0: winner's medal because he was on the bench. Yes, yes, I remember <laughs> that. And yeah. I... I can I just tell you about the flight on the way over? We'd given the tickets a gap before we took off, and there were lousy seats. So I got hold of the guy, I think it was David Dreyer, who was running the trip on the plane. And I said, look, this is shocking seats. Can you do anything for us? He said, leave me alone. I'll come back to you in about 10 minutes. Came back, and he said, give me your tickets, and he swapped them over. Well, we ended up... Apart from having an afternoon at the Tivoli Gardens, we got to the ground and it had turned cold. May the 4th in Copenhagen, it's a cold night like outside here tonight. Mm. And I'd had a winter jacket with me because I knew it would be cold. Anyway, so I walked up to the gate and they just opened the door. There was no turnstile. So I said to the guy, Oh, I said, Going to put the heating on, are you? He said, Yeah, beyond, beyond. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Get upstairs and it's boiling. <laughs> We were sitting behind the goal with a load of players' wives. Not that I knew any of them, but we mm. were. And we were sitting like that and got up the other end. And I took my jacket off. I took my jumper off. Oh, yes, it was that warm. It was under seat heating. Not under soil heating. Well, under they probably seat. had that anyway. And that's at the parking Stadium Um, where... Um, Christian Eriksen had his problem last summer thankfully he's better right. um, but it was that stadium and it was 70 80% full of Arsenal fans wasn't it Kevin it was brilliant
1: yeah Absolute, unbelievable any,
0: not many Palmer fans had made the trip and I was a bit surprised at that but we won we deserved to win mm-hmm. um, thanks to your efforts and all the others as you said Smudge's goal was brilliant uh, and and when we got back to the airport, which was 20 minutes away, they just opened the doors and said, Go on, get on your plane, whichever plane you come on, go and get on it <laughs> no passport, they, get up there. No passports, nothing. Yeah, just leave now. Oh. Yes, so we, we landed at Gatwick at five o'clock in the morning, whatever was, and we're reading the papers. And Tony Adams walks by and says, All right, yeah, lovely, great. Well done, whatever, you know. Wonderful, wonderful experiences I've had with Arsenal Football Club. Yes, I've had some bad times. and we, I mentioned Swindon. I mentioned Leeds. And Amanda's mentioned Birmingham. Um, there was a 5-0 at Tottenham. That's because we beat them 5-0 the season before. So I suppose it was tit for tat. Mm. Uh, I must tell you about my trip to Stamford Bridge when I was very much younger. I was single. I oh, Did I know your mother? Who knows? Who cares? Um, <laughs> I... I come out after the ground after the game, and it was a summer's day. It must have been early, middle August or early September, and it was it was a very very warm day. So I'm just about to walk back to Fulham Broadway Station, and I hear this roar. So I have a lift, and I could see a posse. That's the word, a posse of Chelsea yeah. fans running at us because I'm mixed up with all the Arsenal fans. Mm. So I jumped over someone's hedge into their garden and lay flat on the grass. So they ran by, got up, came back round by the path, you know, straightened up and walked up to the station, which was the other way. I'd gone the other way. So it was back that way when I came out of the ground. I was very lucky that day because there was trouble and I wasn't in it. I just missed it. I just, I've never done Mm -hmm. that before.
1: There was a lot of it around them times, Dole yeah. Kelvin, wasn't there? There was a lot of bother. I saw Chelsea West Ham Spurs,
0: all that, you know. man well, has got man has got a nice story to
2: tell you about West Ham, haven't you? No.
0: <laughs> not a nice story to tell you.
2: No. No. It's, diff- it's it's very different now. The only the only place that I will not go now is Tottenham because of what happened about four years ago. It's just an awful place to go. But 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 yeah. <laughs> The thing is, it's so different now, football, Dad. You know, Kevin and I, when you was off air, Kevin and I were talking about, you're talking about George Graham and discipline, but Arteta's trying to do the same thing and getting absolutely slaughtered for it. Um, It's going to take time. There is a process. People keep going on about, oh, trust the process. But at at the end of the day, it it is because we were left in absolute, you know what. So your your view and Arteta, Dad, you know, I'm at games. You don't go to the Arsenal anymore due to many reasons, and yet you you are as obsessed as anything. I get a million WhatsApp messages during the game, and you tell me everything that's going on, even though I'm there. Um, I don't actually know your full opinion on whether you are for Arteta or not. I'm
0: 110% behind Mikel Arteta. Cool. That's all, that's all I have to say. Whatever he does... Normally, he's correct with me. If he makes a substitution, I think, what the, are you doing that for if I'm watching it on the box? Mm-hmm. And then I could think, no, he's got that wrong. Every manager is entitled to mistakes. Every manager thinks he's got it right, even with his coaches in his both ears, saying to him, do this, do that. And he has to stand and, and d- decide what to do. I know Arteta is going to get this right. Um, I take no notice of the report I read in The Sun yesterday where it was said that we're going to spend £180 million, hopefully, on three strikers because, number one, the clubs may not want them to come and, number two, they may not want to let they want to join us. Um, the Everton guy I see this afternoon is injured again and he's only just come back. Isaac, yeah, if we had the money, we, we'd... They wanted too much money. It's so why we didn't buy him last mm-hmm. week. And the but, other guy, know, well, I can't remember dad. the other guy.
2: No, I was just going to say, we don't know what actually goes on. I've said no. this all for weeks and months. We don't know what goes on. You know, and, w- and when Arteta makes a substitute, we don't agree with. We don't know why he's making it. There may be reasons. Someone might have had a knock during the game that we don't know. I, I always try and err on the side of we just don't know. Um Our squad is light, but I just want to go back to something, Kev. It wasn't the '94 final I was talking about. It was the one with Steve Morrow, '92, '93.
1: '93 it was, yeah. '93. Yeah, yeah.
2: when Tony Adams picked him up to celebrate and dropped him, where he dropped
1: him on it, yeah, and he snapped his arm. Yeah. Was you
2: playing that night, or was you a sub?
1: Yeah, no, played.
2: You played, yeah. Yeah. There was just one final in my head going. I don't think Kev played. I know it's Copenhagen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, because you know when he when Stephen Morrow scored. Yeah. He runs he runs off to the right, doesn't he? Yeah, yes. And I'm the first one on top. We played in the youth team together, so it was oh, like, wow. well, any, felt... winner, any winner, any winner for the Arsenal at, oh for the Arsenal at Wembley is at like, Wembley. Well, incredible. Well,
2: Kev, i just got to ask you that. I don't think I've ever asked you that. Playing at Wembley in a cup final, how do you, when you walk out onto the pitch and thousands and thousands and thousands of fans... And everything's on this to win it. You lose. No one really, you know, takes any notice of the losers, do they? It's all no. about winning. The feeling, how do you calm your nerves? I get nervous coming on here, just doing a, an hour's show. How do yeah. you, how did you calm your nerves walking on the pitch? Just coming through the tunnel.
1: Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is down to the the, the training you do. Because you got to remember, this is, this is what we're coached to do. We're coached to perform. We're coached to play. So, You always, if you want to be successful, you've got to go out there and perform when it really matters. And you know what? George Graham always used to say to us, guys, it doesn't matter how you play. It matters about if you win. Because nobody, as you quite rightly said, PG, nobody remembers the losers. Everybody always remembers the winners. And he said, if you win at the Arsenal you become legends and there is no better feeling. So that's all we, we were young. We were hungry. We wanted to win. A lot of the guys had won trophies before. Yeah. Luckily I'd won my first trophy, which was the league title. You know, you got that taste of winning. I wanted to win other trophies and it was Sheffield Wednesday. So, you know, when you're in the tunnel and you're waiting and you think, cause the tunnel, the, the, the tunnel kind of extends. Yeah. And then they pull it back, and then when you walk out of the tunnel at like Old Wembley, Sheffield Wednesday had this end, and Arsenal yes. were at the other end. Yes, yeah. And then you walk towards a, but you could when we're walking out. Remember, all we could see is Arsenal.
2: Yeah, that's lovely. We were
0: so, so for sorry. us, it's brilliant. Go on, um, Kelvin. We went, um, we went to the FA Cup final, just a few weeks later, yeah. where that went to a replay. And I think Righty got one and Andy, Andy Linegan scored the, the, winner or the winner. The, yeah. the winner, yeah, on, on, on the replay. Yeah. That's right, that's right. And it was a, a wet night, to put it yes. on another word. And we were there for that. And I, I tell you what you just said, Kevin, is something. Like, my mantra, all my footballing life has been this. I don't care how badly we play as long as we win the game. Mm. Winning cures everything, Kelvin Yep, Winning
1: cures everything
0: And I will never change that Because I want to see Arsenal Football Club Win games, to win trophies To win cups, to win leagues Mm -hmm. And Amanda will be my representative When we get to the next Champions League final Whenever God, that please may, God. Whenever that may be, she will be my representative. She's my appointed representative. <laughs> she's passed, she's passed all the tests that I've set her. Um, <laughs> she's put up with me um over the years, and she's gonna put up with me, I hope, for many, many more years, if possible.
2: And Dad, always... I need to ask you something, okay. Because, George Graham, we've done. I want to talk to you about Wenger. The Wenger era, the first 10 years were phenomenal, weren't they?
0: Um, 10 years, no. It was less than that. It was mm. eight years. six
2: um, 98, to, 98 to 2006. I thought it was 96 he came in. No, but anyway. No. Um, um, amazing, wasn't it? Unbelievable football. Omri, you know, Burkamp joined just before Wenger, but Omri, Perez, Overmars. I mean, we could just go on. It, did, it was just amazing. Can but I the just one... put,
0: sorry, I want to put, I want to say something that people are under a misapprehension. Uh, Bruce Rioch did not buy Dennis Burkamp. David D. We know Dean that. David we know Dean that. Dean. Yeah. Yeah, 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 a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. They do, and, on, we tell and on his way, <laughs> on his way to the first day there, he went to a petrol station on the M25 south of the M25. And who pulls in? Righty, righty, pulls We're in bananas when he saw in there. So that was down to David Dean to bring him in. And why David Dean has left, um. I'll find out one day. I will find out one but day. Can but can I just I...
2: ask you, because you're, you're like me, you divert. Right. Wenger. <laughs>
0: um, oh,
2: yeah. Wenger, um... after the 2006, all the Henri stuff, then he signs, then he goes after another year. Um, then the last tenure of Wenger wasn't as good, and that's when you started. You actually wanted Wenger out much earlier than many people I knew you were getting fed up with certain things. I wasn't a finger out at that time. Um, The main thing concerned for you, which I always remember through all my life with you, is defender. He needs to sign a defender. That's what you kept banging on about for years on end, that we needed a defender. The last great defender we had was Sol Campbell, wasn't it?
0: I thought it was Igor Stepanov's. (laughs) (laughs) Kev, don't encourage you. (laughs) No, I love because you know what?
1: People talk about, Koscielny like he was some colossus for Arsenal. He wasn't. He was a decent player. He was. A he, right, had a, moments. He, he had moments, but he wasn't a colossus. The, the thing about Arsenal fans, and I'm sure, PG, you would say Kelvin would def, def... Kelvin's probably seen more than I have, obviously. You know when you've got a top centre-half because they um, just calm everything down at
0: the back. I, I'm just looking at somebody wanted Wenger gone after the 2007... 2007- League Cup final. Um,
2: that's two, Danny the GF Danny, yeah, Danny. That's yeah, our Danny. From Berkham, Wonderland, yeah. Yep. Two, 2007. League uh, Cup final. Was that yeah, the who, Birmingham one I'm talking No. No,
0: that was 11. Who did we play in 2007?
2: 2007,
0: Danny. I'm I trying don't, to work out. I don't think we were in a final then because we'd lost the previous year at the Stade de France. Stade de France. To Barcelona, where you and I were there. <clears throat> and, Chelsea, he's saying. Oh, I uh, am um, sorry. League Cup final. I'm sorry, 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 Danny. Um, Chelsea. Getting... Yes, that's right. That was the one at Cardiff, wasn't it? I believe. Um, and that was where Theo Walcott scored the first goal. Was that the one? I no, might be right. L- what? When not... did we
2: lose the Chelsea in the League Cup final? In two that? I didn't go
0: that, to that one. Then we. No, this was at Cardiff. If if that's the right year, but, but we... I want to. I want to go on to what you just said to me about. Go I wanted him out. In two thousand and eight, we had Ed- Eduardo Kevin. Is that the right mm-hmm. year? Two thousand? Yeah, when he had that horrendous injury, horrendous injury, where thanks to Colin um, Gary Lewin, he saved his foot. Yeah. Otherwise, if that hadn't happened, we would have won the league it take- that year. Yeah. yeah. And in two thousand I don't remember nine, but ten, obviously, was the the Birmingham debacle. Um, and it was then I began to wonder about Wenger, what was going on. I know we beat Hull City, but you and me were sitting at Wembley, 2-0 down, saying, what the hell is going on here? And if it wasn't for K- Kieran Gibbs heading the ball off the line, mm. we'd have been 3-0 down. True. And True. then, of course, Santi Cazorla scored that wonderful free kick, and then we were on our way back. And Aaron Ramsey, bless him, I still love to this day, uh, got us the winner, but that was the time I felt that he should have gone, because we were very close to losing that final. And of course, Wenger would have said, "I didn't see it." <laughs> so, in, in, in which case, in, in which case, we didn't have a chance. But there were other things going on with Wenger within the club that time, which, um. I'm not prepared to discuss and mention, but let's just say that when his time came in 2018, it was a little bit too late. And as as you said, Kevin, yes, we needed defenders. Yeah, we needed defenders. Now, just coming to today, look what, um, Mikel Arteta's done. He bought a goalkeeper. That nobody wanted him to buy other than within the club. I wanted, um, was it Sam Johnston at West Brom? I thought he was a terrific goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. I wanted him. I didn't know too much about Ramsdale. Um, yeah. Ramsdale. But I remember that day when uh, Chris Wilder blew him out after a game when he dropped the ball through his arms, through his legs and let Liverpool win the game 1-0 in the league game in his first, their first season in the Premier League. He, he he completely sold him out on the TV. But Ramsdale took it and said, no, manager wasn't wrong. And when I heard that him say that, I thought, oh, this boy's going to go somewhere. I never dreamt he would be coming to us one day mm-hmm. and show us what he's made of. So much so that the save at the King Power Stadium that even Peter Schmeichel's dad, sorry, Kasper Schmeichel's dad said, that's one of the greatest saves I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. We're all sitting there able to watch it, thankfully. Um, yes, that was a hell of a buy from Mikel Arteta. And Bert Leno, to me, is a number two. Definitely no more than that anymore. But this is what managers can do if managers have the courage of their convictions. But going back to Wenger, yeah, we needed him to go. And if he didn't go, get some defenders. No, he bought Ozil. Right, this is one of the best players in the world. Great. He was for with us for, what, three years, was it? Was it only no, three? three so it was years longer time? than three years. Perhaps four years. But there wasn't, there wasn't the, the continuity that we needed, we wanted. But I do know Wenger since said that the money situation was bad because of the cost of the stadium had rocketed. I also know for a fact that the builders stopped working at one time when they weren't being paid. So, of course, there was that problem. And then Wenger was told, look, if you can keep us in the top four, you're mm-hmm. safe here and it'll do us the world of good and we'll be able to get players in. But he didn't get the defenders in. He should have bought.
2: Or the that-
1: holding midfielder. Yeah. That spine, you know, that spine that you need. We have two spots that never got filled, PG. And that's right. But you should brought, have filled them.
2: But party yeah. now. Maybe, you know, we've got Ben Wyatt. You, you've got Aaron Ramsdale. You've got the spine, but we need the striker. And I'm just going to bring us up to date a little bit before we say goodbye to everybody. Mm. It's been a fantastic show, Dad. You'll have to come back on because there's so much more anyway and keep you on the computer because you look normal now. <laughs> um, I don't uh... feel it. I don't feel it. Yeah. <laughs> you, were,
0: you were eating the camera before, Kelvin. Oh, we <laughs>
2: could see everything, I Dad.
0: <laughs> I managed to get this on while I was talking to I'm you. I'm yeah, so man.
2: impressed you did that. Um considering did that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well done to Carl. Thank you, Carl. Um, what oh, was I going to ask Bringing right. up to date now. Okay. Transfer window was nothing, but we did obviously offload uh, hang on. a Bamiyang. There has been you know we're still
0: paying him wages, don't you? Half. Amanda? Right.
2: Yeah, we're still I'd... paying him. thought I thought, was... I thought there was wages. something. It was half. Okay. I didn't know it, I know it was half. I know there's something. Yeah. Um, you know, he's gone. And I think if you don't want to play for this club or turn up on time or whatever it is, as I said, no one knows everything. Um, then good luck to him at Barcelona. But but something that's been bandied around today was legend. Um, in my opinion, he was a good player for Arsenal. He won us some cup finals. He was there. Was times where he was absolutely sublime. Some of the goals were great. Legend, not in my eyes. Nor me, Nor no. me, no, no, no. no I,
0: I think
1: I think Aubameyang at Arsenal is an I- iconic striker. Yes, iconic, definitely, but I don't. Legend, I think, is a is a stretch right now, especially as he was captain and he he got stripped of it, etc. I think I you have to look at things like that coming to the equation. Yeah, was he brilliant in winning the FA Cup? Yes, he was. Yeah, hundred percent. But the, the last couple of seasons, obviously, have you, have you, know, you
0: seen the comments that came yeah. out? Yesterday, yeah, uh, I have. Thomas, Mand, have you seen Thomas Tuchel? And the Dortmund
2: chairman said he did this with us. Yeah, and we know that we bought him on the back of those comments entirely. Uh, But I wish him well. I don't wish anything. No no animosity. I've got absolutely slaughtered on uh, Twitter. You know, you know what it's like. You say one thing, you have one camp or another camp. (laughs) It's bizarre. (laughs) I think it's bizarre behavior. Um. Look, we're, we've, we've done an hour and 10 minutes. Kevin, I can't thank you enough for saving my bacon while he was Well, off. listen, Kelvin... And staying on your birthday. I feel Kel- like I Kelvin, want to sing.
1: <laughs> listen, it's, it's all right because you know what? Very rarely I get to see you guys. Yeah. Very rarely we actually get to talk football anymore. But I got the invite and I'm here. So it's great to speak to you.
2: And all what? I say
1: is invite me on again when I can and I'll and then, come on again.
0: Let's Kevin again. Kevin I know we I know we've never met and I was hoping to meet you outside the um the armory one day but uh, when I get to one game hopefully this season if it's possible through Amanda and perhaps Carl and who else we don't know but I'd love to meet you but I'm so pleased you came on. It was a lovely surprise for me. I know it's your birthday but it's a pleasure for me to actually be, to be talking to you live on air.
1: It's a pleasure Kelvin, we've we've done this only once before, mm. and we said we got to do it again. And here, mm. listen, you got this is down to PG, your daughter <laughs> Amanda. She got she made it happen. So, and it was well, my birthday. Yes, oh, it is my very birthday. Very special. But it's not a problem. Not a problem. You just You're so
2: appreciate it. And Kev, everyone in the comments that you can't see because I haven't put them up, they all want you back. So we oh, are gonna lovely. do a Kevin Campbell and KC uh, and PG show. We'll do it one night. It'd be fantastic. No problem. No probs. Right. Dad, you need to come back, but I think we need to finish. It's, we need to let Kev go to O'Shea's and have a have a little drink with oh, his mates. See yeah. me,
1: mates. Well, it's still going. It's um, you know, it was it went to injury time. Oh, sorry, extra time.
2: Oh, has it? Is it still going? The game? Oh,
1: yeah, still one-one. This could go to penalties, guys. I'm
2: telling you, <laughs> this is so. Who's funny. in goal? Who,
0: who's in goal for United? <laughs> I'll tell you now, Henderson. Can he save penalties like De Gea?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I'll tell you what, Varane's off, Pogba's off, Rashford's off, Sancho's off.
0: Balogun's and, off.
2: Andy Love said, great Bop. to see Casey back alongside you, Amanda. That is so lovely. Oh, and nice. this was that's not nice. planned. Kev was coming on for 10 minutes to say hello to dad and I was going to let him go. But honestly, we could talk and we will have many more shows where we go back to the hybrid days because there's so much. The fact that Dad's followed the team everywhere. I followed the team everywhere. But we've got a player. Next player, this way, isn't it?
1: I'm so I'm so <laughs> pleased you didn't mention Wrexham.
2: Oh, I was thinking of Wrexham. Do you know, I you know why, BG? Do you know why? What is well, not... what I've
1: got to say, Kelvin? This is what I've got to say. I'm I'm a player. I'm on the pitch, and George Graham decides to take you. Think about this. We're winning one nil. George Graham takes me off at one nil we're cruising no problem then mickey <laughs> thomas comes up with that free kick and you think oh jeez there we go and then they then they score again and uh, do you remember jimmy carter equalizes and the
0: referee yes disallows the goal yes I do remember because it was on the radio and they're saying, that's the goal, that's the goal. Oh, no, the referee's disallowed it. Yeah, the referee disallowed it, the goal. I think it was a perfectly good goal and he disallowed it. Obviously, we lose.
1: breaks loose.
0: Merce was playing, wasn't he? Yep,
1: yeah, Merce was playing. We because had... Merce
0: said, has since said, has since said, in his eyes, that it was a perfectly good goal. Yeah, it was. But, you know,
1: the, the, that was the only time. On the coach, George Graham, there was no films, there was no music, there was nothing. You weren't allowed to watch anything. And the coach, fans were giving us plenty, you could imagine, coming home. And the coach
0: broke down. Oh. Oh, did it? I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. Listen, you
2: two, can we keep this for another show? Yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to. You you two have got to come back. Absolutely. And I'll just host it and let you go, you two, because there are so many stories. But I I just want to say thank you so much, Mr. Kevin Campbell. Happy birthday. I miss you loads and loads podcasting, but thank you so much for coming on. Have a wonderful evening. In lovely Manchester, especially if they lose. That'd be oh my god. I'll
1: <laughs> You'll be wait. out
2: all night.
1: Oh, I'll be out all night. I'm telling <laughs> you,
0: if they lose.
2: <laughs> I wanna I wanna say thanks to everyone in the chat room, but especially to my dad. Because mm. if it wasn't for him down here, him down here, I'm oh, sorry, I can't even say him down here. I wouldn't ever have even got into football. It's been my my life with my dad, my wonderful. Mad, obsessed, gooner, I can't tell you, nothing comes before football in my dad, nothing comes before the Arsenal in my dad's life, Um, except his wife and his kids, and then maybe Arsenal.
0: No, um, no, 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 you've got that wrong, you've got that wrong, no, sorry, let's start again, Arsenal's first, Amanda and her brother Darren a second, uh, there's now a third one come in the middle of all that. His name's Rocky.
2: My little puppy, <laughs> our oh, little puppy, gorgeous. Anyway, anyway, Dad, we could go on all night. Mum is somewhere else. I don't know. Where she is, is. <laughs> but she's from a Spurs family, so we don't talk about her. Who? Oh, <laughs> um, thanks so much for coming on, Dad. I'm very impressed. You finally got this sorted. Um, it's been amazing. Guys in the chat room, please subscribe. Pr- please press the like button, which I should have told you at the beginning, because it really means a lot. That maybe that my boss on the same old Arsenal will keep me going each week. Um, also, we had a competition on the last show we was on, and to win a free book, and Russ Morgan, uh, Ruggy Boy One Hundred One, you've won the book. You will be contacted by Darren. So well done, friends, Friend. I will see you all next week, hopefully without any IT issues. But for now.